Hello and welcome back to Pixel Pals. My name is Jordan and with me today is Casey. How are you today, Casey? How's it going, everybody? It's been a while. It has, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's been uh, probably about a, two months or so, actually. Um, but we are back. We're here. Um, today we're going to actually be talking about like the game industry's developer consolidation and all the acquisitions that have been going on what it means for the future and what our thoughts are on it and those big news items but first we're gonna quickly just ask uh you know have you played any recent games and we'll start with you casey have you played anything recently that uh since the last time we spoke uh so for me the last few things i've been played uh the new patch for Cyberpunk came out that finally gave it the uh, upgrade for the Series X and the PS5. Um, gave it a whole host of fixes, uh, various other things. Um, the game is, well, at least I'm playing it on Series X. The game is in a much, much better state now than it was previously. Um, so I've been playing that. I've also been playing... I'm one of those guys who bought a third copy of GTA V. So I got the upgrade for that for, uh, once again, the Series X that I've been I've been playing it on. And uh, I've, I've been fiddling around with that. I kind of, I started my, my life of crime over in, in, in GTA V and decided, you know what? Uh, let, me, let me start from the beginning and let's see what kind of havoc I can wreck in Los Santos. Awesome. I, uh, since the last time we spoke, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out. I, bit, I was playing that, uh, have some of that up on YouTube as well. And uh, just this, uh, yesterday, my cousin and I, you know, last time, uh, two of the, I don't know, whatever, one of these episodes, I talked about playing Man of Medan on PS4, and uh, I bought it for a computer as well, because he had it for, my cousin had it for a computer, and you can play uh, online together, and uh, it was really cool. Uh, we recorded it. It's going to go up on YouTube at some point, but he, he was at his computer playing. I was at my computer playing, and while I'm doing stuff, he's doing like stuff as a different character. Sometimes we're characters in the same room. There was other times we were on opposite ends of the ship playing two different characters, and things synced up perfectly though. Like with, um, you know, uh, if I like, uh, there's one part where you're under the, and I was on the boat and like when I accidentally lit the little charcoal grill too much, it like made an explosion and he could see it from underneath the water at the same time that it actually happened. So it wasn't like that was, um, delayed or anything like we're, we're talking on, you know, we're talking to each other over discord at the same time as doing it. And it was a lot of fun. And, um, I got to see a whole different ending than what I got the first time I played. And we made it through with only one casualty. We were really close to making it through without any casualties. And it was actually my fault. So I apologize <laughs> to my cousin, Brandon, that I am the reason we lost uh, one person. So it's a lot of fun, though. Uh, we're going to be playing the same thing for the other uh, games called um, uh, Little Hope and House of Ashes. We're going to be doing those 
as well. And uh, actually, the developer of that, Supermassive, they did Until Dawn. Uh, they announced a new game that's coming out in two months in June called The Quarry, which is a very like Friday the 13th style. Um, kids are at a, you know, like a lake at camp and uh, the um, people start getting getting killed. It starts David Arquette, actually. Uh, but it it looks great. We're going to probably try to play that online together at some point, too. But really fun. Like, I'd rather those type of multiplayer games than, like, the shooters. I'm not very good at, like, <laughs> shooters. So, you know, playing, like, a story-based game together was was a lot of fun. Uh, the the one other thing I did get, I got a uh, black place for my PS5. Black place, plates. Oh, black plates. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought you I meant like a game. Plates. I was like, oh, no, I, I got, have never heard of that. <laughs> I, I got, I got, uh, I, I decided, I got tired of looking at a big white PS5 sitting next to my TV when all my other entertainment things are black. So, yeah, uh, I couldn't do the purple cosmic purple or blue or whatever like whatever weird colors they call it um so i just went with the black to me i like the black better but that's just me uh also before we get into our main topic uh playstation has announced the games for april that you get for free if you are a playstation plus member uh for ps5 ps4 is called hood outlaws and legends i have not heard of this game actually but uh is a game where you pull off medieval heists it sounds like it's an online multiplayer title where rival gangs compete in daring heists to hit the wealthy where it hurts you know robin hood type style uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated is going to be free on PS4. I got that for Christmas like a year or two ago. I haven't played it yet, uh, and now it's free, so I could have just got something else, I guess. Slay the Spire is the third game, uh, which is embark on a journey up the ever-changing spire in this fantasy deck builder adventure that fuses together card games and roguelikes. Uh... That one doesn't sound for me. Uh, I think I'm still going to grab SpongeBob. So I have the digital copy as well as the physical one I have. Uh, but uh, I'll grab, I usually grab every game just in case if I ever come around to it. But I don't know. Not, I don't, I'm not a big like card game player when it comes to video games. Every now and then, like even with games of gold, I'll go. I won't download it, but I'll, I'll claim it just so that way. Uh, I can have it in case I want it later. But before we get into consolidation, uh, what what do you think of the, the PlayStation Plus subscription thing that they're launching? Oh, yes. That's a good that's a good topic we could talk about. Um, <clears throat> premium, I, I right? PlayStation right here, so. Plus Premium. Uh, for people that didn't see this, this was announced a few days ago. It's launching in June. They have three levels. They have PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the same benefits of what you're getting now. It's pretty much what PlayStation Plus is right now, but it's going to be PlayStation Plus Essential. Um, price remains the same. PlayStation Plus Extra provides all the benefits from Essential and adds a catalog of up to 400 games for PS. 
Live, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play, and that costs $900, uh, nine, I was gonna say $900, ninety-nine ninety-nine a year or 15 bucks a month, or you can even do $40 quarterly. And then the third tier is PlayStation Plus Premium. Uh, it provides all of those previous benefits, and it adds up to an additional 340 games from the 400 before, which includes a catalog of PS3 games available via cloud, and also PS1, PS2, and PSP games that you are able to stream or download and offers cloud streaming access for all of those games. Um, Time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy it. That's $17.99 a month, $50 quarterly, or $120 yearly. I mean, it sounds good with how many games are putting out there for you to have access to. It's expensive. <laughs> Very expensive. Um, but to be honest, when we're looking at what Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online just announced too, not that long ago, where you get the... Um, what's it called here? Uh, Nintendo Switch Online tiers let's do that um they have a regular base tier that's like 60 bucks and they also have an expansion pack mm -hmm. tier that gives you access to expansion packs but also gives you access to sega genesis and n64 games if you're online and that is pretty pricey too um trying to find the price for that okay so that expansion pack one is $80 a month. That's not going to give you nearly as many games as the $80 a month. I mean, $80 a year. Sorry for the family membership of Nintendo switch online plus expansion pack. But that doesn't give you nearly as many games as this 99 tier for PS plus extra. So I don't know. I think it's cool. I, I would want to see, but I'm not probably going to get it. It took me forever to get regular PlayStation plus, but I'm assuming I would want to look at a list of the games before I make any sort of decision. Some people might not like this take, but uh, that whole thing is pure garbage to me. Uh, okay. So the, the basic one of nine nine nine, which you get what you get right now is cool. I have that. You get three, four games every month. You can download whatever. Uh, and, and I say this from having a Series X and being a member of Game Pass, where there actually is more than one tier of Game Pass. I'm on the lower tier where I can only uh, I can only download it to my console, but you can get one where you can download games to your PC as well. And I think I'm not sure where the cloud streaming comes in with Game Pass, because that's not for me. But uh, I th that one's not expensive at all, five or ten bucks a month, something like that. Um, so that's probably I'm probably gonna end up keeping that. But okay, nine ninety nine a month for the same, for basically the same thing. That's understandable. 
But it's when you get to these other tiers, it's like the the one thing I'll say with Game Pass is you will get Microsoft first party games day and date, and other games that they negotiate with day and date. So like right now, they actually have a Sony game, uh, MLB The Show twenty two, I think, that's gonna day and date on on Tuesday. I think is when it, it, it's out. It's eligible on Game Pass. If you have uh, the higher tier Game Pass, you can actually get it and play it right now. Um, but, so yeah, like, and granted, I understand Microsoft doesn't have a ton of exclusives like Sony does, but uh, any of their Bethesda stuff that's going to come out uh, going forward, such as Starfield when it comes out later this year, is going to be on Game Pass day one. Um, well, it's something we'll get to later. The possibility of Activision items may or will probably be on Game Pass day one. Sony only having old stuff and nothing new on there is kind of disappointing. It's not um, just old stuff. They're not putting God of War Ragnarok when it comes on there day one. They're we'll see, I guess. Out. I mean, I don't it says PS4 and PS5 blockbuster hits from PS Station PlayStation Studios. I, I so. think somewhere they've already announced that they won't put new or it, let's put it this way. How don't you think it might have got a little more excitement if they would have said and when God of War Ragnarok is released later this year, it will be available on this tier or the highest tier on PS Plus day one. That might have got more attention. It would have got yeah, I think it would have got more attention. The the issue I think Sony has, right, with those first developer studios is that they need the sales, right? They they actually need the sales. And what if it was like a six month or twelve month window and then it goes on to that? I mean, I already have such a backlog that that would make sense for me because if I buy something day one that I'm not playing right away, then that would actually uh, make plenty of sense for me. Six months or 12 months from the time it comes out, I could pick up a used copy for 20 bucks and then right, but I'm, outright without, ha- right, without right. having to make sure I keep my subscription up. Um, right, but you would also have access to another 400 games. So if a- they're all on a six-month window, then you're not ever going to want to cancel because – the other game that came out last month is now hitting that window too. And now you got to, you know, you got to play that game. I, I don't see for uh, horizon forbidden West coming on there. Um, the new horizon that just came out, like that would have been good for him to announce, especially since it's, it's such a great game and it's got great reviews. But to me, unfortunately they're playing catch up to game pass. They, they, they've said previously that they didn't want to do a subscription service, mm-hmm. but because it's been so popular, now they feel like they're kind of forced to. The fact that I think people have narrowed it down because the PS3's cell architecture made it so hard to develop games for it. That's why you have to stream those games instead of being yeah. able to download them. Uh, that may work for some games. It may not work for others. Uh, the whole streaming thing, once again... Not everybody has the best internet for that. So, you know, if you're sitting at home and you're like Metal Gear Solid 4, let's say that's, I think you can do that now, but it's only available streaming as well on PS Now. But 
I know some people have said because the internet's so sketchy and everything, it like, and that has so many cutscenes and it's done so cinematically. Like, it I've tried issue. doing I've tried doing Red Dead Redemption, um, one on PS Now at my parents' house who has not great Wi-Fi, but not like not. I mean, I haven't tried it since I got to this house, I guess, but. That that sucked. Like it was it was really stuttering. I I you know and I just and, couldn't handle it. I just and and that it. that there's there's not a lot of fast paced action in that. Like that's kind of you can go at your own pace. So I, I see that being a problem for some people. Um, it, it's already a problem for some people to being able to try and stream. I I think and granted because Sony games are so good. Uh, the Last of Us, The Last of Us Two, the Spider Man games, God of War. They can afford to charge a premium for those games, and and do it on their own thing, and that's great. But at the same time, it's hard to explain. But at the same time, it's it's one of those they had a chance to to, to maybe make a, a bigger splash with it, and from what I've seen, a lot of people aren't really are looking at this and saying, eh, it's not really the great, like they could have done better. And a lot of people may not end up getting. it. Well, here's my issue with just game pass as a whole, while it's probably pretty good for consumers, I guess. Right. It, it isn't great for probably the developers. I mean, so misconception the, on that. Why you say that? Because, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast about that earlier. Um, one, you can, because some, some games only come on there for a few months at a time and then leave, uh, they, they, they've actually found that people either a spend more money in game for a lot of things than they would if they bought it. So it's one thing when like, instead of spending 60 bucks for a game Mm -hmm. and then microtransactions, various other things, some people are more apt to get the game for free and then actually spend more in microtransactions because they got the game for free. Like they kind of feel like there's money to play with there. Um, the fact that people do actually end up buying the game cause you get a discount on it if you download it from game pass first. So it's like a 20% discount on the game. Um, and then they found that people end up searching out the developer to see other games that they've made. And even if they aren't on game pass, then they end up checking out other games that developers made based on the fact that they were able to see their stuff on Game Pass. And obviously Microsoft hasn't released their information, but it's been rumors speculated based on how many downloads, how much time people end up how much time people spend playing those games. That's where developers get some of their money from. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's that bad of a deal for developers. I mean, once again I'm not a developer so I can't really say but I think if I think if it were a bad deal for developers, I think you might not see as many willing or wanting to put their games on there. That's true, I guess. It's still so brand new, though, isn't it? How how long has Game Pass been? At least couple a couple years. A couple years. Right. Yeah, it's not that new. Like, it, it I mean, was it's still new in the, the sense of, one. like, I think it's still new in the sense of the history of video games, right? Like. We'll see how it continues to to grow. 
uh, from there. Like the fact that if they do have the show on there, that's pretty big because that is a PlayStation Studio, San Diego. Yeah, they Studios. had it last year too, and they got it this year as well. Yeah, but I'm saying like day one. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. Um. Also, like I said, it with some of these other studios that Microsoft has gotten, I think later this year and next year, probably more next year because everything in the world seems to be getting delayed this year, um, which is fine. But next year and the year after, once Microsoft starts getting more exclusives that they own, I think, and then when it, it comes to the point where you'll start seeing, you know, the next the Starfield, the next Bethesda game, Elder Scrolls Six, which is probably gonna be out in like six years or whatever the case is, um, stuff like that, where it's probably only on Xbox, and then you'll see. I mean, yeah, I think the sales will still be good, but at the same time, when, like for me, like I found Forza Horizon through Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it. Like obviously, it was well promoted, you know. Um, so when I got the thing for Game Pass, I decided to download it. Give it a try. I can't tell you how much time I spent with that game. That that game was fun as, as, as all hell. So I spent way too much time causing havoc and driving around Mexico in that game doing crazy things. Um, and I, I think I think it will help for some people. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, though, I guess, for this PlayStation Premium thing. I, I think they are hesitant to put a, a lot of the the big games on there first. I mean, at launch, they are including Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is not that old, and Returnal. Returnal's pretty new. Um, Return, Returnal's new, but Miles Morales came out when the PS5 launched. Yeah, that's less than two years still. That's pretty That's pretty new. For a but big you, Spider-Man title like that. What I'm saying is you can still go find it for like 10, 20 bucks somewhere. Yeah, but I, it's how much do you want? Like, I don't think they're ever taking those games off of there. So, uh, but we'll it, see. I'm sure it's also going to be the same thing as with Game Pass, where if you cancel your subscription or your subscription lasts, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, so I guess. that's how it is now for the the collection that they have. You know, like the collection that they have that has if you're if you're on a what's it called? Um, yes, now. No, they have a collection. That if you're if you're a PS Plus member, oh yeah, where it's got like God of War and yeah, and you can't access that if you cancel your thing. But so I assume it worked the same the same way. Um, I'm trying to just figure out the name of that again. PS Plus the Essentials uh, Collection or something. Essentials like Collection, something like that. I can't find it on here, but yeah, it's, it's something like that. And it had a whole bunch of the, you know, games on there. So, you know, those games have regularly, uh, they, those games have not changed at all. So I'm assuming most of these games are not going to change for, for PlayStation. Like if it like if it's ones that they can control, like Death Stranding, God of War, Spider Man, Miles Morales, uh, Returnal, I'm thinking that they'll try to keep those on there to entice people to get them on there. Then rotating, 
And then maybe the third party games would probably be the rotation games. Uh, and then also Hogwarts Legacy on the last PlayStation Presents or whatever they call that thing. Um, they released 14 minutes of gameplay for it. Uh, looks pretty good. Uh, takes place in the 1800s. I've talked about how this is one of my anticipated ones for 2022. Open world RPG in the world of Harry Potter. Get sorted into your house. Walk around Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. And it sounds like you get to kind of choose like Knights of the Old Republic if you're going to be a good wizard or a bad wizard. So that's still on course for this year so far. <laughs> My question is, how are they gonna? How are they gonna set up uh, what house you go into? So uh, is it gonna be a situation of like you answer these questions and okay, like decent like scenario A, you know. Are you going to choose what house you go into? Is I think they said you style? can choose. I don't know if that's the only way you can do it. I think it'd be cool if you like randomize it or like or or can choose and then could do questions or something. Like I don't know. I think questions or choosing would be cool because if you had an option for both, you can have somebody who wants to actually be sorted and then one person say, "I just want to play as a slither in this playthrough. I'm going to choose it." You know, so that way you don't have to worry about going through a quiz or a random thing i don't know it is interesting i haven't i don't know if they fully fully revealed how it's happening but i i think it looks really cool i'm really excited for it so um geez it comes out in december i think or holiday they said holiday so probably november december time frame if it's not delayed if it doesn't get delayed Though, I mean, I've been following this game for the first time it was leaked was 2018. That's how long it's been. And it took them until 2020 to announce it. And then they hadn't shown anything again until March. So I'm feeling pretty good that it's going going well. Because uh, I feel like they wouldn't have done a 14-minute preview. and Because, like, Suicide Squad, that game just got bumped from fall to spring and we've barely seen i think most of that game still so i i feel pretty good about the state of hogwarts legacy to probably think it's gonna make it i count on nothing being released until release date gets here and it's actually out in the wild especially the last couple years there's been way too many games that have Mm -hmm. Just all of a sudden at the last minute, bam. Uh, we're, we, we got a small delay for six weeks. Right. We need a, we need a two, a three week delay. Like, and once again, I'm not, if they need the time to work on the game, I'd rather them work on the game and get it right than to go through like a cyberpunk kerfuffle where it's just pure trash when it comes out. But I just, I can't, I can't, I mean, Obviously, games are still being released. I just can't see stuff coming out until I until it, it's here and it's in the store. Right. Okay. Uh, I guess we can move over to our main conversation point, which is these game developer acquisitions. Um, 
on January 18th of this year, 2022, Microsoft announced that they were purchasing Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Billion with a B. Publisher behind franchises such as Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Diablo, World of Warcraft, Spyro, a whole bunch of games like that. The largest video game acquisition uh, in history. I was pretty blown away by this um, news art, you know, like the, when it was announced and like the, I was I couldn't actually believe it. But what was your thoughts, especially with how pricey it is for Microsoft here? $68.7 billion. That's more than Lucasfilm was purchased for. It's more than Marvel as a whole was purchased for. This is a lot of money. And I bet they were able to get a deal on it because of the controversy that Activision is going through. Because in the, out, in the weeks after that, it came out that uh, CEO Bobby Kotick had actually at one point tried to buy something like Kotaku, uh, tried to buy a journalistic uh, arm somewhere so they could try and get some sort of positive PR spin on uh, the scandals and everything, all the garbage that they're doing to their employees or allegedly doing to their employees out there and how they're treating them. Um, and when it, it finally came out that they couldn't, uh somehow then Microsoft came in and that's when they 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 were able to purchase them for sale. Um it doesn't surprise me. Um it, it's 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 world of big business and at some point when you see something is vulnerable, someone's vulnerable and and you know they they're going to be they're going to go to scoop them up. So I don't I'm not even mad at it. Um one more than anything, I hope when all this goes through, I hope that the employees at Activision Blizzard are in a better situation for them, because uh, it seems that they're they're not in the best of situations right now uh, under current leadership. So I hope that gets sorted out first and foremost. Um, after that, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk of. What was, is Microsoft going to make stuff exclusive or what are they going to do? Um, I hope they do. Like, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't mind if they do. Uh, one thing that, that I've seen uh, that's came out, they say Call of Duty, there will be a Call of Duty game released this year, which is supposed to be Modern Warfare 2, a sequel to the reboot of Modern Warfare. But Apparently, what they're going to do is maybe ease up on the annual releases of Call of Duty. So the annual releases, they, they won't come out every November like they have for the last 15 years or so. Uh, which will give them more time to work on it, time to make it a lot better uh, than the last couple have been. Um, maybe they'll well, that, be able to that makes sense for them, right? That makes that would make sense for them because if they're focusing on Game Pass, you're gonna want not just a yearly title, you're gonna want something that people will if they do end up putting microtransactions in, like Call of Duty usually does, right? You want you would want people being you could keep dropping stuff in there for people to purchase, uh word of mouth spreading, that game could have a longer life on your service, you know, where people are playing it even 
up until the next one, a two or three years later. Well, that that that's kind of what War. Well, for multiplayer wise, that's kind of what Warzone is now. Uh, I don't play because uh, I suck at at online multiplayer games. I'm not very good at them. So because of that, I kind of stick with single player games. I dip my toe into multiplayer games every now and then. Then I get beat, and some twelve year old kids laughing at me, and then I just decide it's not my place anymore, going about my business. But uh, it, I think it's also just one of those things where they had three separate studios working on them uh, that were working on a Call of Duty. So they basically had a three year cycle to do their games. But at the same time, the last couple of years they were having trouble and issues, and then other those other studios were called to work in on the game that they weren't releasing that year for someone else's game. It's causing all kinds of issues. Um, so I'd like to think that I, I'd like to think that maybe it can give a better single player experience for those of us that play those and enjoy those. Um, at the same time, maybe it can be something where they can continually add on to those single player experiences. Like you said, for a year or two where, Let's say it's Call of Duty uh, Gobbledygook is their new one. Comes out in two years, right? Okay, but then, you know, they have their single-player campaign. You have Super Soldier or various Super Soldiers to go through, save the world. But then, at some point, maybe something else comes up. And so there's DLC for it or whatever. More maps or more places for you to go and other places for you to save the world at. And... Call of Duty gobbledygook lasts for like a two-year period instead of just one year. And then, okay, well, I'm done with this one. Uh, you know, the next Call of Duty is out. Let me pick up this one. So, I'll say I think they would want a more lot like a longer-lasting game to like if they can focus more time on it for like you said single player or for whatever. Right, the multiplayer can still. The multiplayer people will still pick up the latest one or play the latest one for the multiplayer, but like imagine another numbered sequel, like th- just the life that GTA Five has had, right? <laughs> Not comparing it, but meaning that like people will recommend that game to people even years from now. You can still hop into it and get something out of it. Where I feel like right now, if you don't play that Call of Duty game in a year, a lot of people are just like on to the next one. Right, like there are a lot of times people aren't really recommending, like you got to play the campaign of this one because it, it it really, I think they could have that chance now to make a campaign that's really good that makes people recommend it even like years from now, and then on your Game Pass, you're able to revisit it or play it again. Well, even so, the campaigns have been fairly short, right? The last so they few call extended or something. Yeah, like I mean. Granted, not everything needs to be like a hundred and some odd hour, you know, like I'm playing Cyberpunk. I think I'm at 130 hours, maybe halfway through the game, but I, I try and do a bunch of side quests. Not, you know, Assassin's Creed where you can spend 200 hours, The Witcher where you can spend hundreds of hours, so on and so forth. Um, so it may not necessarily need to be like that, but, you know, eight, ten hours, you know, and... This may not be a popular opinion with some people, but if I'm paying $60, $70 for a game and I'm only getting 8 to 10 hours out of it, because like I said, I don't really do the, single, the the multiplayer that much. Like If I'm only going to get 8 to 10 hours out of it 
for for the campaign, it's not really worth it for me. Like, especially now, you know, Sony's bumping their their stuff up for PS5 versions to seventy bucks. Uh, I'm assuming Microsoft either has or will. So I mean, seventy bucks for ten hours worth of gameplay, like. Mm-hmm. And that's Grand. for like those the yeah those next level games like the PS5 games are like I mentioned earlier the quarry that that super massive game coming out is fifth is sixty bucks on every console except for the two newest consoles it's seventy but even on PC it's it's still sixty which is still the same experience as the consoles so uh, yeah it, it is going to get pricier now of course like games have been sixty dollars for so long and in uh, the the actual developing of games have started to cost so much more money that it is like uh, a, a time coming to make it seventy. Really, I, I, I'm not against games going up to seventy bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, like, but you want to get your money out of the seventy. I, I'm just saying, for me, I, I'm not the kind of person who's willing to spend sixty or seventy bucks when I find out I'm only going to get like ten to twelve hours. Yeah, out of a game. Like I literally that will make the difference between me deciding to pick it up or not. When I look at reviews and look at various things and to say it's like 12 hours long, there's a good chance I may not get it just because like, you know, I, like I, I, it's not the, the amount of money I'm spending for that time isn't worth it. But now, like I said, if it's on game pass, I'm not paying for it. Cool. Right. I'll do that. But I'm just not willing to spend that much money for 10 hours, 12 hours. Like I think my cutoff for me is like twenty, where okay. because once once you get to price. like twenty hours, yeah, like once you get to for me once you get to twenty hours, if there's especially if there's like side quests and various things, that twenty hours can be stretched out to like twenty five or thirty pretty easily, you know, just wandering around yeah. whatever land you're in doing your thing. So for me, that's not that big of a deal. I can, I can, I can say that's worth it, but I'm just. I can't do it for anything less than that. really. And you mentioned it to the Witcher that actually, that was something I forgot to mention to the Witcher. Um, uh, the developer who did um, cyberpunk C- and the Witcher. CD Project yeah. Red, yeah. yeah. CD project red has announced that they are working on a new Witcher game. That'll be a start of a new saga without Geralt as the main Witcher. So kind of an original tale. I mean, the games were an original tale from them too that took place after the books that the author had written. But um, that's pretty exciting for me. I, I know a lot of people giving a hard time because of Cyberpunk, but they always did really well with The Witcher. I, I'm sure they've learned their lesson. They're gonna have to because if they released another game that's like in the state of Cyberpunk, they're done. So I think for sure they'll they'll be able to, especially for a franchise for them that was at once like the only thing they really did. I, I think they will take care with that. And we're probably still four to five years from that coming out. I would well, think. I, they, I think they did learn their lesson because they said their next Witcher, they're going to be using Unreal Engine 5. Yes. Yeah. Um, instead of their in-house, uh, I think it's called Red Engine is what they used. And that should actually probably speed up this, this, well, I don't want to say speed up too much, but the, Using an outsourced engine like that is usually easier because you can hire developers that have experience with Unreal Engine. Yes. You can do all that because instead of like having to teach them your engine or, you know, it's one less thing you have to do. Yeah. So 
hopefully that that can make a big difference um i'm still waiting because i do have the witcher on ps4 so i'm still waiting sometime for the update I think in the next couple months they're supposed to get an update so i'll probably i don't know i think i was only like 10 hours into that game but i also only paid like 10 bucks for it yeah and actually i didn't even pay 10 bucks for it i had certificates for best buy reward mm. dollars so i basically got the game for free um and i've bought that game hours worth of a game so yeah i, I, I bought that game time. three different times i think i have it i have it for uh i, I might have it for pc i know I, I have it for ps4 bought it for nintendo switch because yes it can run on nintendo switch <laughs> Does it, how well does it run though? I haven't played it on Switch yet, but I I do have it on Switch and I have it. Yes, I do have it on Steam as well. So I've bought that game three times. It's one of my favorite games of all time, which are three. And I also have the first two games, which I had not played. I bought that on PC. I'm gonna have to sit down and actually play those games at some point. So I I, I finally, as you know, I've been going through my Marvel Infinity set. Yes, yeah. And I've, I finally got to watch almost all of the, the, the Infinity set. I think I've got three left, but I finally get to use, and I finally understand where the meme comes from of, yeah, does it? Like, yeah. <laughs> how well does it really run onto it? It runs well, does it? Like, I've heard, I've heard it, I've heard it runs, okay? I don't know how well it runs, but I've watched video of it, and I'm like, that doesn't look bad. In theory, I one man Lake can run, but I mean, like... Yeah. Eh. It's it's not going to have the same graphical components to it and stuff, but I thought that'd be cool to have it, like, on the go. Like, if yeah. I was ever going on, like, a flight or whatever, I could be like, oh, I can play The Witcher on the go. Like, that's that's cool to me. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, Microsoft's buying Activision. I think they said Call of Duty and stuff is still going to be on multiple consoles. They're not aiming to start off anyway with exclusives. They might, I'm assuming they're kicking that can down the road and waiting to see what happens. Well, one, they can't really say anything until the deal's actually finalized. Right, right. Um, so they, they have to wait. Uh, they wouldn't be able to make any sort of decisions on that until it's finalized. And then they, they, they're they obviously, they, they, their PR people have gone through it. They've been very specific with their wording. So I think my reckless speculation, at least, I think you'll see stuff like Warzone or the free-to-play stuff that they have or, or some things like that that will remain across all platforms. But I think you will either see maybe three or four years down the road, the newer standalone games, the single-player versions, might mm-hmm. be exclusive or something like that. But like you said, well. The, the they said the earliest that everything would be finalized would be sometime early next year, so we wouldn't even have any remote idea till sometime in early twenty twenty three anyway. Right. Uh, so let's get to the next the next acquisition. Take two interactive bought Zynga. If I said that right, I don't know how to say it. That, that is correct. Zynga is is the correct. They answer. are a mobile game publisher, most well known for Farmville. And various vills, various vills, and apparently they have poker games, is what one article said. Um, it's expected to close in 2022. The the deal. 
this was for a staggering $12.7 billion, by the way. Um, I'm assuming Take-Two is just wanting a slice of the mobile game market, and they bought them. I don't think Zynga's going to start pushing out stuff for consoles or anything. No, I, I, I don't believe they will. Uh, but I think... I think this is more to do with uh, the the mobile space and the possibility. Uh, I want to say Tencent is Tencent. I think is involved in this somehow, and they're uh, a Chinese company that that has a lot of uh, their hands in in the gaming sphere recently. Yeah, I think they were in talks to buying another company recently too. Uh I don't know, it sounds like they're laying off a lot of people right now. I thought I had read something that they were in talks to buy another They have holdings in three hundred they're more than three hundred holdings and six hundred companies. So they actually have some of Activision Blizzard, um, Epic Games, Riot, Bluehole, Ubisoft, Supercell, Platinum, Paradox Interactive, Funcom. They actually own part of Discord, WeChat. But I think they also have smaller holdings and a lot of other things too. But yeah, I don't think it'll move the needle on much. Uh, this, you know, Zynga. I don't. I don't think it'll to get some more money from, you know, like the Farmvilles and the, like you said, the various other vills and stuff. But not sure it does much else. Um, Sony also, uh, after being in the position of, you know. Activision going to Microsoft. Activision, like we mentioned again, $68.7 million. There was no way Sony can afford that. So Sony had to do the next best thing they could, $3.6 billion for Bungie. Kind of sticking it to Microsoft here. Bungie used to be part of Microsoft, bought their own uh, freedom, and then is back under a bigger company with Sony. So... uh, they're not really sticking it to them because they, they they're not making Microsoft exclusives anymore. I know. I mean, just like a, hey, we'll take your your ex girlfriend out type of thing. Yeah, we'll take her. You know, type of thing. In all fairness, like okay, that that's like yeah, maybe someone dating your high school sweetheart. Meanwhile, you're dating like a Playboy Playmate centerfold. When it comes to like <laughs> Activision and Blizz- Activision Blizzard and uh, Bethesda, like you, right? They they very clearly moved on, very well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I mean, Sony doesn't have the the capital for those, so they they had to get they had to get something, and they get Bungie. Uh, Bungie's recent stuff is just Destiny, right? I don't think they've put yeah, out anything that's other. Pretty than... much it. And, and from what I gather, the the main reason behind them getting it is they Sony wants to get into the live. 
uh, game service stuff. Games as a service space. Uh, they they want to release a bunch of those, and they want to use some of the stuff from from Destiny, or from Bungie rather. I just I don't. Some people made a big deal out of, out of that whole thing, but as I saw as I saw everything that went along with it, I just didn't see the big deal. It was it didn't seem like they were getting enough for their money. And to me, it seemed, and obviously some of these do take a long time mm-hmm. to go through with the exception of like the Activision Blizzard one. They said that the, those conversations lasted maybe a week. Wow. Before that deal was put together. But once again, Activision Blizzard was in a much different situation. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Bungie is. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see that acquisition being that big of a deal. It sounds good on paper because it's like the three point something billion dollars or whatever you said. And they get to hire more people, which is always great. And maybe it gives them a little more financial stability and room to do some other things that they want to do without necessarily having to try and raise their own capital and everything. But I just don't, it, it, it does the, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And maybe I'm just not, I don't obviously have all the information Sony does and I'm not able to see what they want to do with it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I think this will be something that maybe makes sense more down the road. Um, like you said, we're not privy to everything that they've either been developed or other stuff that could be going on. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, Usually Sony will help out developers as well with their own developing teams at times. So maybe, you know, they'll be able to kind of uh, start working on multiple more projects. Or now that they're owned by Sony, Sony can ramp up another team at Bungie to make, you know, other games. They have more cash flow behind them now as a part of Sony than they did by themselves, I bet. So Maybe that means that they'll do other things other than Destiny. I don't know. Maybe we get something very different. I mean, really, we only know Bungie from Halo and Destiny that it'd be interesting if they did something that was completely like not a first-person shooter. I'd be very interested to see what what else they could do. Yeah, but at the same time, if if you know you're good at something, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want to see them make like a a platformer. No, but like, let's say they start another team and one of their teams is doing a shooter and then the other team is free to kind of just throw some ideas out and say, let's do whatever we want. And we get something really cool because it's like the other team is still producing what they're expected to. And then they kind of get this extra team going. I mean, that that could be interesting. I don't know if there's after shooter as a service. Yeah. I really think games as a service is, is going down in a lot of people's estimations that I'm not so sure that's a way forward. I, I think it depends on the, on the game and what they do with it. There's some that work really well. Um, obviously your, your, uh, I don't even know the games. What's the huh, bunch of shooter games. Are, I, I don't know. Cause I don't play them. It's for all the young kids. I'm old now. I can't. Jeez. Um, <laughs> But I enjoyed like the division, division two. Uh, those were, you know, games as a service. 
and and I I I was willing to put a little bit of money into those as well for different microtransactions and various other things and and battle passes and stuff. Um, but I don't know. It it could work out well, but it's one of those Sony wants to get into that games as a service thing. To me, it looks like they're probably looking at the financial aspect of it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's a little frustrating, especially after you see what happened with uh, Gran Turismo the last couple of weeks. I heard it's had some tech issues, but that's all I really saw. Well, so it, it, it it's one of those that even if you're playing single player, you still have to have an internet connection. Okay. So I guess the servers were down for about a day or so for a 24 hour mm. period. So people couldn't even pl- couldn't play the game at all. And then when they came back, this was two or three weeks after the reviews that all came in. Um, they previously had microtransactions in there where you weren't in game currency. Uh, you you weren't you weren't currency in the game by doing your races and various other things to buy cars. Um, all of a sudden now the prices of the cars jumped up. Uh, because these are all a lot of them are like Bugattis various things right expensive cars one of their excuses was well we wanted it to mirror real world pricing and and how much it is but then they also cut the amount of in-game currency you were getting from activities that you were doing and then all of a sudden now there were seemed to be more pushing towards buying in-game currency Mm. so it's to me it was one of those scummy things that they did uh, like Crash Team Racing did, like a few other games did, where they didn't put the full image of their microtransactions out until after the review period had gone. Right. Where, okay, now it's got all, like, their Metacritic score was up, and it's got all these great reviews, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's saying, oh, it's such a great game. Then they did the scummy thing and then changed the economy in the game. So now it seemed to be pushing you towards more, more towards microtransactions and various things like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I like original Gran Turismo. Like I've played the third one. I've played the fourth one. I want to get this one, but right now I I said I feel like I'm staying away from it because I've just heard so much rough stuff this early. Maybe they'll figure out a better balance for it and listen to some fans because this is this one was a long time coming because they had six a long time ago and then they just came out with the sport one. But like this was a long gap of people waiting for Gran Turismo Seven and. It's not going well at all. Well, yeah, so uh, they they did come out on the 25th. Uh, let me see. Uh, apologize for the frustration confusion caused last week with our patch re- updates, which resulted in not only a server outage, but adjustments in the in-game economy, which were made without a clear explanation. Um, we know it's not the experience you expect, Make, they'll be making a goodwill gesture in the form of non-paid credits to everybody who was playing during who had who was on the game during that time. Um, it was supposed uh, their 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 statement. The patch update previously deployed was intended to rectify an issue with inconsistent reward payouts within a part of the World Circuit events, but to reestablish the intended equilibrium and provide more accurate rewards. Based on time, investment, and completion, it was necessary to recalculate the reward system as a whole. 
uh, says they'll be rolling out a considerable patch at the beginning of April. Uh, the number of events will be increased. They will reestablish the reward system with greater balance. Um, and they're going to be doing a bunch of updates. I think basically what they want to say that they're not saying is we tried to see if we could get away with this. We got caught. So now they're trying to figure out how they can backtrack a little bit and what they can do. Here's how you could backtrack. You just say, oh, this patch had an unintended error where it raised the prices and lowered the currency. We're reverting it back to how it was. <laughs> like, but, but they're not, they're also not the first part. They're not the first uh, studio or developers to do that. There's been quite a few where, yeah, like I said, they've done that, and then well, like Cyberpunk, where they only let people review on PC, right? And then the consoles were the issue. <laughs> well, not, not even that. I'm talking mainly about where, once again, after like the game came out, review period was established. It got all these high scores. Uh, then they dropped in microtransactions. Even after some of them have said that they were going to be like Crash Team Racing, I think was a prime example. At one point, they said there were not going to be any microtransactions in the game. Then, once again, I think a month after or something like that, it came out where all of a sudden now there were microtransactions. They started changing the payouts on the races and various things where it's like, wait a minute, this is not what, what you said was going to happen. So, right. It, it, ultimately, it, to me, and I could be wrong, I probably am, but it boils down to we wanted to see if we could get away with this. We got caught, so obviously we can't get away with this. Mm-hmm. But eventually they're going to try and find a way to nickel and dime the players on that game out of everything they can. And here's the thing, too. Like, when the, like, like I mentioned, playing, like, the original, you know, I, I, the original, like, the first one. I mean, the third and fourth one, on P, they, those were on PS2. You had to make your, you had to make money and you had to buy it, the car. So for, like, that kind of stuff, is correct, right? And and making yeah. your money to buy tires and all that kind of stuff. But back then, there was no such thing of like being able to purchase the currency yourself. Yeah, like you just so had to get it through. You just but had it, to do it through the races. But now it's added this new layer of well, we could charge them. You see it in every game where it's like, oh, ten thousand game currency is thirty nine, uh, twenty ninety nine, and you're like, but at the same time, okay. they, after the patch came through. They were also lowering the payouts that you were. Yes. Doing. Yeah. So like that, like that wasn't an accident. Like, no, no, no. Um, they should have said it was and just revert it. And then uh, people, would, people would know. say that was an accident. Like everybody, that's just people like when people know, come out and say you, I was hacked, but like, just, yeah, yeah. At some point, I mean, no, just stop. There you go. You just save face and revert it. And, uh, there you go. Keep your good reviews. And that was that was one thing, because uh, uh, one of the one of the sites I look at on YouTube, or one of the channels I watch on YouTube, is What Culture Gaming. Uh, some British guys, or it's a British company, um, but they do a lot of stuff on gaming, and they have a, they have a few different channels. They do horror, movie, gaming, wrestling, a few other things. Pretty pretty good people, pretty funny guys. Honestly, I can't remember how I fell down a rabbit hole and found them, but I've been subscribed to a bunch of their stuff for a while. And just like a bunch of other companies, they do listicles of like top 10 this, seven ways this, blah, blah, blah. And that was something that they had on there that they said they missed from previous generations of gaming was being able to buy a game and just play it on day one 
mm-hmm. where the game was good, it was fixed, and that was it. Instead of now, I think we talked about this before. Like, yeah, day one patches and everything. Well, not, yeah, like you know, some kid who might have got a PS Five or Series X on Christmas Day, like fifteen years ago, like you would get that and you would have games. You'd be able to plug that in your TV and start it right up, and you could play games in front of it all day. When I got my PS5, do you know how long it said it would take to set everything, like to download everything? Like, not 10, games. Hours? I just, to set everything up. It was like, yeah, 10 or 12 hours. I, I opened this thing up at 5 p.m. when I get off work and sat around for an hour waiting for stuff to get set up and then eventually was like waiting. I think I was waiting for a certain game. I think I wanted Miles Morales or something to download, but like it had to download, you know, everything to get up and running. The all the stuff that the new it PS took, updates, uh, yeah, the updates just for the system before you even get to any exactly. Game That's what took me the longest, and it was at probably about two or three hours into this that I was finally able to play Astro Bot, play Astro's Playroom, and I did that the rest of the night. And I was like thankful that it was a good game, but I was like, I just want to play. <laughs> like, yeah, if I, I had known that, I would have set it up while I was working from home because it was the day I was working from home because of COVID. And I could have just set it up on like lunch when it came in and made sure everything was running. But instead I waited till I got off like a good boy. And then I go downstairs and it, it was Your after night's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like it, when I got both my consoles, the series, series X PS five, uh, I got, I'm at the point now where I got it. I unplugged everything, especially what makes it even worse is when you're transferring data from your previous console as well. Like, the, the Series X and PS5, you could transfer your old saves from the PS4 and Xbox One. Or I had the One X. I was transferring all my data from the One X and everything else. So that that's adding on top to it. So I think I think by the time I got home with those, it was 7, 8 o'clock at night. When I plugged them in and started them, I and I saw it said like 7, 8 hours, mm-hmm. whatever it was. It was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to let this go all night. Uh, I'm gonna watch something right now, which probably didn't help because I'm streaming right, something right. on Netflix or whatever. That's so, the bad thing. That's our life now, right? Almost yes. everything's streaming. Almost everything's downloading. That, that's yeah. tying up my internet connection. But then when I went to bed, I just I left it on, and you know, I, I, when I woke up in the morning, I came in, saw everything was complete. I turned it off. I wasn't able to touch till the next day. Then you add in, like you said, you get a brand new game. Uh, put it in now you have to download the game as it is so like uh when i upgraded when i got the the series x version of gta 5 um i bought it i bought it digitally because i had that disc version already uh so basically i had to download because it was gta 5 and gta online Mm -hmm. paid 20 bucks for it i think so basically Bought that, hundred gigabyte download. So that took several hours. Um. So I basically did that. Uh, oh, and then like two gigabytes into it. Oh, there's a patch that you need to download for this as well. Uh, do you want that? Yes. Go ahead. That was like yep. another twenty twenty five gigabytes. So basically, I was like, you know what? I'm not touching this till tomorrow morning. That's just great. Yeah, that's the that's the bad thing about, you know, 
uh, all the world we're living in right now with, with streaming everything because first, first world problems. Yeah, buying physical copies of stuff, physical copies of um, movies and DVDs. Still, is if my internet's down or running slow, I can still watch my thing by just putting it in the DVD player. Yeah, uh, for the most part, I do still get uh, physical copies of everything just for that reason but uh every now and then like i said this the gta one i bought it digitally just because um for me it's like if it's a sale that's good i'll buy it um digitally like i i got injustice 2 on ps4 for 2.99 great deal right i'm not finding that for 2.99 but then i went to gamestop injustice 1 for 5.99 and by, i had a five dollar credit and stuff so actually after taxes came into like, like two bucks fifty yeah <laughs> it was like two bucks or whatever it was it was uh it was good but so now i have one physically that's a different game and the sequels digitally but pretty much the way i'm going for some video games is if it's too good of a deal to pass up on um a, a sale i will buy it uh f- digitally same thing if i'm in a store and it's too good of a deal I'm going to buy it uh, physically because it it's just better that way. So there are, and then also like the free games that you get, of course you only have to, you have to download those and stuff or claim them and then download them whenever you want to play them. So for those, I just try to plan it ahead of time and you can actually click on the PlayStation app, like download the console if it's on like rest mode or whatever, and it'll yeah. download it while you're not even home, which is cool too. The only good, well, the only bad thing with that is I don't keep mine in rest mode. I just turn my power off. Uh, mine's been in rest mode for a, for a bit because I've been like pausing my baseball game. I've been playing MLB The Show, pause it after a bit and just rest mode. So that way, as soon as I get a moment to sit down again, it starts right up where I was. Yeah, and, and I get that, but I think I saw... Or to this- charge, charge my charger, my, my controllers. I think I saw too that when uh like when it when the PS5 first came out there was an issue with rest mode. Yeah, there while. was. Yeah. So I just I just decided not to. I was able to find the the Dual Sense charging thing though, the little cradle. Uh, the actual official Sony one. Okay. Not that long ago, so I, I decided to get that. I I couldn't do, I I I couldn't do the. The the plug it into the console or or I didn't want to get a third party one so. But yeah, I think that about wraps up what we got here for do, this. Do you see any other? Do you see any other acquisitions for the rest of the year? For the rest of the year, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, I'd say probably yes. I, I think we're probably still early enough in this year where something else can happen. The the biggest rumor I've seen is Capcom. That'd be interesting. Because they, they've had a very long relationship with Sony. Um, so that's the one a lot of people have talked about. Of It makes sense for Sony to buy either Capcom or Konami. Yeah. Well, it'll be... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think we're at a... 
you know, pretty interesting time here. I mean, this is not new to just our, uh, to just this thing, right? I mean, like movie companies have been consolidating, um, like studios. Uh, when you look at Fox and Disney buying Fox and uh, what MGM being bought by Amazon or whatever, like this is something that is just um, happening in all lines of business right now with this, you know, where we're at with business and just people that have funny money to kind of throw around and try to, you know, keep, keep getting more money. I still can't get over the fact that Disney owns family guy. Yes. Yeah. Simpsons. Family Guy, The Simpsons, American Dad, Futurama, all of them. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it con- continues from here. It's something that is happening in all forms right now, so we'll see how it progresses. I just hope it doesn't lead to any sort of less creativity or, or anything like that. I, you know, um, if anything, some of these companies, like we talked about, we didn't talk about this yet, but you know, PlayStation or Sony buying Haven, small company that just launched that really was working on something with them. That's probably going to be good for Haven. That's probably, they're going to get so much more backing than they probably would have had if they were on their own. Uh, like if their game wasn't a hit when it came out and maybe they would have had to fold if, you know, depending on how, what their situation's like, but now they kind of got the backing of, of Sony on it. Uh, but for some of these big companies, like when they bought the Activision Blizzard, these are big names that are now ending up under one side of the gaming industry. And I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. If Microsoft's smart, you kind of act like Disney with Marvel on this and just let them kind of keep doing what they're doing, I think. And, you know, kind of make... If you want to make it where Call of Duty's not a yearly title, that. But I don't think you want to get too hands in the weed with stuff either, except for, you know, the... Of course, like the harassment stuff and all, all the work conditions stuff that was going on. But, like you probably don't want that either because you want to keep making the money that they were already making. So that way you can recoup some of your investment that you, <laughs> you made $68 billion of investment. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of money. I can't even fathom that much money. You think about how much money sports teams make and stuff, and even the biggest sports teams are making one or three billion dollars. Like this is sixty-eight billion dollars. You know, the gaming industry is really large, so that, that's part of it, right? But it's a lot of money, and Microsoft, of course, is more than just a gaming industry. That's why they have so much more money to throw around. They do everything with computers and Windows and all that kind of stuff. So they have way, way more money than some companies so that's why they're able to use that leverage and and make that type of splash but it is it is crazy i guess we'll see how it goes when when we get more information on on how they're going with it but i think overall a couple years for everything to shake out yes yeah they're they have to get the thing approved right and then has to go through all the 
approval stuff and the proper channels before we get to where we see any changes. So, All right, but if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, it's at PixelPalsVGPod. Facebook is also PixelPalsPod, not VGPod. Oh, I guess I did not do that. Okay. Uh, that's how I set it up, I guess. Um, but yeah, reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts on the consolidation of the gaming industry and some of these things as a whole. And uh, we'll catch you next time.